This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Hacks. For your consideration, Hacks, the Emmy award-winning Max Original series starring Gene Smart, explores a dark mentorship that forms between a legendary Las Vegas comedian and an entitled outcast 25-year-old writer played by Hannah Einbender. The series dazzles as a display of beguiling chemistry between Smart and Einbender, who the Chicago Sun-Times lauds as stunningly good together. Hacks is now streaming on HBO Max. Hey, welcome to episode God Who Knows uh, of the semi-infrequent Deep Focus podcast. I am your host, Rodrigo Perez. I am also the editor-in-chief of theplaylist.net. My guest this week is none other than Alana Hayam from the group Hayam. But more importantly, she is the star of Paul Thomas Anderson's latest film, Licorice Pizza. Licorice Pizza is Anderson's latest throwback, vintage, nostalgic look at the 1970s San Fernando Valley, his old stomping grounds, and the place he keeps returning to. Uh, in a recent Q&A I attended with PTA, the filmmaker said unapologetically about Licorice Pizza and his return to his San Fernando Valley roots. If nostalgia is a disease, well, I guess I have it. And that's to say PTA just really doesn't care if he's repeating himself, but he needn't worry. Licorice Pizza is decidedly not like Boogie Nights or Magnolia and is very much its own thing. Licorice Pizza is the story of Alana Kane and Gary Valentine growing up, running around, and falling in love in the San Fernando Valley, 1973. Written and directed by Paul Thomas Anderson, the film tracks a treacherous navigation of first love. And Alana Hyam, the youngest sister of the Hyam group, plays Alana Kane alongside Cooper Hoffman, who plays Gary Valentine, and he's also the son of the late Philip Seymour Hoffman. Licorice Pizza is delightful, effervescent, and a real blast of nostalgic and romantic energy. And Alana Haim is incredible in the movie. It's her first on-screen performance as an actor, too, which is kind of incredible. Um, I coincidentally spoke to her on the, on the very day that the playlist is voting body named Licorice Pizza the number one film of 2021. And she was genuinely super jazzed about that. It was pretty uh, sweet. And, and, and uh, her reaction was very genuine and freaked out. It was, it was pretty cool. Um, she has a, like a real infectious and charming energy in person, even though our, our interview was virtual. But you can just really tell. And you can tell that why PTA just thought, Damn, this kid is just so just damn striking and charming and remarkable. Uh, she will just charm the hell out of you for real. Hayam uh, also made it on our list of the best best performances of 2021, and I just cannot recommend this film enough. Our chat is quick, a whirlwind, which I barely remember at this point, but I do love the story she tells of how Paul Thomas Anderson mysteriously pitched the film to her. You'll just have to listen for it, but in general, it's interesting even with people like Alana who has become a good friend to him and his entire family, and vice versa. Their family, the Haim family, is in the movie, and they're obviously very close with uh, Anderson and his family. How secretive he continues to be about things. She basically tells a story, without spoiling it, about him sort of dropping clues about the movie. She didn't realize until, you know, much later. She's seeing this all in retrospect. Even way before she knew there was a movie, and he had written a part for her. He basically went about it in a very, very roundabout way. Uh, it's pretty interesting, um, and, and it's worth listening to. Uh, since November, Licorice Pizza has been playing in select theaters, but it opens everywhere nationwide on Christmas Day. I know COVID is definitely a concern and Omicron rising, but if you can see the movie on the big screen safely, I definitely encourage you to do that. Um, sometimes I hit those super early morning screenings when no one is there. Um, but yeah, if you can do it, if not, you know, you do what's best for you for sure. 
As always, uh, Deep Focus is part of the Playlist Podcast Network, which includes the Playlist Podcast, the Discourse, Be Real, The Fourth Wall, our recent podcast, Yellowstoners, and more. And we can be heard on iTunes, Anchor FM, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. Be sure to subscribe and drop us a comment or a rating. We super do appreciate it. Um, all of this really helps us keep going. So please, if you if you're interested in what we do and and uh, you enjoy it, you know it really does help for you to share, uh, rate, subscribe, all that stuff. Um, we super do appreciate it. Uh, thank you for listening. And here's my conversation with Alana Heim talking about Paul Thomas Anderson and licorice pizza. All right, playlist and how you doing? Good. How are you? Good, good. Um, I was just rewatching the the trailer to get my the flavor back because I saw it. Uh, well, you know, November, but it's so it's so charming. It's so effervescent. It's such a delicious, fun film. I really love it. Oh, and we just did our best list, best films of the year list, and Licorice Pizza was number one what? on a big group tally. Yeah, so that was cool. I love that. Thank you. Oh my yeah, god. Thank that you. Was, crazy. I, totally coincidental, but yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> Um, and, uh, so yeah, tell me about getting involved with this. I know you obviously you're, you're friends with Paul and you've done work with him before, but like, when, how does it like, how does it like, tell me a story? Like he comes up to you and goes, I've written this. I think this comes to something like this. I've written a script and it's for you. Right. Is that like how it kind of goes? Is that, I mean, that definitely wasn't the conversation. It wasn't like, I have a script and, and it's for you and you're what, like, here's a present and, and there you go. Uh, <laughs> No, I mean, it all happened very slowly. I mean, Paul's very secretive. He never, you know, he's he never, you know, blatantly hits you over the head with, you know, I have a script, there you go. Uh, it, it was a very long process of uh, him talking to me a lot about waterbeds and and the gas crisis. And, and I'd be like, I love these stories. I mean, I love any story from the Valley. And then finally, you know, I got this script in, in my email and there was no, there was nothing attached. It was just an attachment. Like there wasn't like a note being like, Hey, read this. Let me know what you think. It was just like an attachment and it was a word attachment. And I was in London and like, so I had to download word on my phone because I didn't have any other way to like open it. It wasn't going to open in like notes or something. And so I downloaded word, which took a long time. <laughs> and then I opened this script and it was like four in the, I think three or three in the morning when I got the script, because I was very jet lagged in London. And uh, I opened the script and one of the first names was Alana. And I was just like, okay, interesting. And I read the script and it was the first script that I ever had ever read in my whole life. Like even reading like actions, like interior and exterior and, and, you know, dot, dot, dots and all that stuff. Like I didn't know how to read a script. I had never read one before, but it was exciting. I was like, this is great. Uh, and I read the whole thing and I loved it so much. I mean, it was fully like, I couldn't get enough. I was just like, all the twists and turns were in the original script of John Peters and, and, you know, the Fat Bernie's environmental living. I was just like, what, this is the craziest story I had ever read. And I called him and I gushed for, you know, the first, you know, 30 minutes of our conversation, just all my favorite parts, you know, you know, John Peters is, is insane. Like, this is the craziest thing I've ever read. And the whole truck sequence and everything. And, and, you know, he then eventually said, you know, there's a character named Alana. And I said, I know that's amazing. You're going to use my name. And I think he was kind of like, Alana, like, 
who else is going to play Alana? Like, what are you talking about? Like, I think he was frustrated that I didn't put two and two together. That's kind of amazing. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, how am I supposed to, I can't assume this. That's insane. That's insanity. I've never acted before. And, and he asked, you know, would you ever consider playing Alana? And I said, yes, of course. I, I would, of course I would consider it. Like, how, I'd be crazy to not consider it. Uh, and that's kind of like where the story began. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Um, I know he's, he's, he's talked about a little bit about what he saw in you. Do you know what he, he saw in you in terms of like, you know, obviously he knows you, he's worked with you and he knows you as a friend, but you've never acted before. And he, I mean, you're amazing in this movie. Yeah, this this performance is so luminous and uh, you, you obviously have, I don't know if you know it, but you have a total career outside the band if you oh want. My God, thank you. And uh, uh, so do you know what he, what, what his interactions with you that, that him, that, you know, obviously he was like 40 steps ahead of you. He knew this a long time. I but yeah. I mean, I still ask him to this day. Cause I mean, the one question that he gets asked all the time is like, how, what did you like that question is like, how did you know? And he never has given me a straight answer. <laughs> He's, he just kind of knew. I think it was a gut feeling. I think, you know, following your gut, maybe, I mean, I don't know. That's very much a question for Paul. I, I would love to know the answer too, because I definitely did not see it in myself. I never thought that I was going to act. I always, you know, had hoped I would get, you know, I thought working with Paul is like, and watching Phantom Thread, I was like, can I just be like in a costume in the background? Like, can I just like, walk but I won't I won't cause a scene I'll just walk in a really fun costume in the background like I just always thought that I was gonna be like get that call like to be like an extra in one of Paul's movies uh but no it was I mean I would love to know what he saw in me because I mean what he saw was uh, it gave me the most confidence I've ever had in my life <laughs> wow um it's interesting that you say the that that thing about intuition and stuff because I feel like that's the way it's written like I, you haven't read any other scripts, but you've probably seen lots of movies. Like it, the structure is just kind of like, kind of whatever. It just, it just kind of does whatever and it somehow totally works, but it just kind of like, you know what I mean? Like, and then they do this and then they do this and what? And then it's like, where is this taking me? And it's amazing. Um, how, how, did you think of it differently that when you, when you were reading it? Like, I mean, comparing it to movies you'd seen in terms of like, wow, this is different. <laughs> I mean, it, it felt like it had amazing energy. And I think the thing that's just so crazy is that a lot, sorry, a lot of the stories that are in the film are true stories. I mean, there was a right. Fat Bernie's waterbed company, you know, Gary Getzman had created the first pinball palace or one of the first pinball palaces in the Valley. But, uh, you know, that Bernie's delivered a waterbed to John Peters. Paul told me the story later in life, but like, I guess, you know, two of Gary's friends had delivered a bed to John Peters and, and he couldn't have been nicer. And he was the sweetest person on the planet. Let them set, set up the bed and then they left and there was nothing, you know, that was it. That was John Peters and, and a waterbed. But Paul wanted to write something a little bit more flashy, a little bit more fun, a little bit more <laughs> outrageous. Uh, but a lot of those stories are true stories and it's, and it's, it, it's a crazy, I mean, when you hear them and you hear them in succession, I mean, you're like, how did this one person have such a crazy life? And, and it's true. <laughs> um, there, it seems like there's such a like family vibe on this, on this film. Obviously you are like kind of part of his extended family and then Cooper, um, who's part of his extended family. And does that, in that kind of way, did that help kind of 
you know, build that confidence where it's kind of like, we're just all kind of like, it just also the other thing is just feels so natural to me, like in this like crazy way where like, it, it just, does, it, does the confidence come from like, we're just playing, we're having fun. Like. I honestly, I think it was just how ignorance is bliss. Like in the situation of being like, mm-hmm. if we think about this too much, like if we like the feeling is good. And if we thought, I mean, of course, me and Cooper had doubts about our acting ability since we had never done it before. But I think if we would have thought like, oh, we're not actors, we're not actors, we're not actors, it would have stifled the process. I mean, coming on set every day, we were just like, what's our ne- what's our adventure today? Like what like we couldn't even we didn't have enough time to think about, you know, like our, you know, what we lacked in in ability. And it was really just having a team of me, Cooper and Paul. And it, we really were, you know, this this really strong team that felt like we could do, you know, create anything. And we really just cared about making something good and making great art and having fun while doing it. I mean, we had the best time and you can see it, you can feel it, like how, how much fun we had making this movie. And we had no idea what we, I had no idea what was going to happen. I mean, I didn't see uh, the the first things I saw of the movie, like the first cut was months after we had had mm-hmm. filmed. So like someone like me, who's like, again, like even shooting a movie, I'm like, oh yeah, like they don't shoot the movie like from the beginning to the end. Like you're jumping around in different points of this person's life. And like, that was also like a whole thing for me. But so I, so really like when it finally came together and I was watching it, the first thing I asked Paul, I was like, we did that? That's what we, that's what we were doing for all those months. Like, this is it. Like, this is insane. I was like, oh my God. And, and, and reminiscing about all the fun times that we had shooting. I mean, it's, it's a great, it feels like to your point, uh, like a family photo album, but in movie form. <laughs> that's super cool. What was it like? I mean, you, you know, one, one, did you freak out? And then two, you're like working, like all of a sudden, you know, you're doing scenes with Sean Penn, who's like, you know, done a lot of stuff before. <laughs> yeah. Done a couple of movies that, you, you know, you hear in there, right? Uh, no, working with Sean Penn was such a dream. I mean, he's a legend and having someone like him make me feel like, uh, that I could do it as well. I mean, there was to, to have someone say like, no, like you're, you, you have a seat at the table. Like you, we could act together. I'm like, how, how is this happening? Like, and it's, so, and it happened so quickly. Like, I feel like I blinked and, and that whole experience kind of happened. And I like wish that I, you know, could just go back and, and film again with, I mean, not only Sean Penn, but Tom Waits. I mean, Tom Waits is also yes. an incredible legend. Like, <laughs> one of my favorite musicians. Right. It was also nice to have another musician on, on, the, on the set. Not, not that I ever turned to him and was like, isn't this crazy? We're musicians, <laughs> but he's an incredible actor. Right. Uh, but it was nice to be like, oh, okay, but, but to have, you know, to, to feel like, you know, I could, you know, be there and, and, and it wasn't, you know, they, they were very welcoming. I love also how, you know, not to, you know, he's picking you out of like, you know, the, the three sisters that he knows, <laughs> but, but he, but he makes sure to like include your sisters in the film and your mother bothering her as well. That must've been cool and fun too, to have some moments with them as well. It was great. I mean, when I asked Paul, like, you know, you're, you're really involving my family. And it's like, who else can play your family other than your family? And it's true. I mean, my dad is, I mean, all my whole family is amazing in the movie, but like, come on, my dad is just like, he's a star. He's a star. My dad's incredible. Like he's so funny. And he had no idea that he was being a comedic genius in this movie. 
and I'm my dad's biggest fan. So I'm just so happy that he could be a part of it. That's cool. Um, I'll wrap up in a sec, but, but, but tell me, honestly, like, I mean, you're the youngest too, right? I am the, I'm the baby of the family. Right. So you got like, honestly, I know what it's like with siblings. Your sister's got him in a little bit jealous. They must <laughs> be like, right? Like you get this. You know, like, there, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want to sound like we're the Partridge family, but like, I'm, I'm telling you, like my siblings were the most supportive they've like of all time during this process. I think they were more just like, dude, what is going on? Like, <laughs> I mean, even sending them pictures of like me in this truck, like when, when the first pictures came out of like me and Bradley Cooper and Cooper in the truck, they were like, I think the bit, like, the amount of text, like the text chain was just like, dude, 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 dude. Oh my God. Exclamation points. Like what is going on? It was just like, this is insane. Um, but I was so grateful. I mean, my, my sisters are my, have my big, have been my biggest support system since birth. So having them be on set and also they, they came sometimes to set to watch. It was, it was the best feeling. It was great. They're the best. I'm very lucky to have incredible siblings that want to hang out with me all the time. <laughs> Congrats. Thank you so much. Take it easy. Bye. Bye. All right, that's it. That's my talk with Alana Haim, uh, talking about PTA, Paul Thomas Anderson, and Licorice Pizza. Great movie. It was our number one film of the year on the playlist top 25 poll of the best films of the year, polling uh, all the critics and reviewers and collaborators and friends who work with us. Um, so yeah, it's great. It's in theaters nationwide on Christmas Day, if that's possible for you. Um, and at this point, we'll probably see you in 2022. I think this is my last or second last podcast of the year. Um, wishing you well, wishing you all the best. Hope you enjoy your break. Yeah, stay safe, uh, be good, and uh, we'll talk soon. All right, bye.